Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk about candles. Okay. What are they? They smell. <laughs> no, 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 no. Where does the wax go? When you burn a candle, where does the wax go? So are you telling me some of it evaporates? That's what I don't understand. Am I huffing candles? That's what I don't understand. Okay. Where does the wax go? Okay. Is it? Is that what the smoke is? Because that can't be right. It's what the smell is. It has to be the smell. It evaporates into. But you the can smell. smell a candle if it's not burning. Not really. You have to go up real cl- close. But what up I'm to saying it. is. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the smell can't be. I thought it was just heated smell that smelled. Is it wax particles? Is that what carries the smell into your nose? It has to. That can't uh, be like, healthy. There's no other explanation. So if I sneeze a whole bunch into one jar and then immediately close it, eventually will I have a candle? Well, Would your sneeze is boogers wax? wax? No. Is boogers wax? Is do boogers be wax? <laughs> is boogers wax? Is boogers be wax? Now, genuinely, yeah. where does the wax go? It has to evaporate. That's it. Heat makes things evaporate. If there's one thing I know, it's heat <laughs> makes things evaporate. And that's science. Think about water. Yep. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> that's the, that's what happens. So would would wax be the ice form essentially? So what's our liquid? Is just that just melted? No, melted wax. It's like melted wax. It's the wax that you can put your finger in. You and come the gas. Out. The gas form is smell. <laughs> well, and what I want to understand, I can't be because there's no such thing as as candle condensation. It's burning. It's not evaporating. It's consumed. Where does the wax is? Okay. That's what I'm saying. Because the wax doesn't burn. The wax wick, is flammable. The wick burns. Right. This makes no sense. <laughs> Except it does make sense. S-C-E-N-T-S. Oh, that's so good, Doge. Oh my gosh. This whole podcast has been worth it. That really. was your money one. That was a good one. That was it. Is that the end of the bit? Yeah. Is that our intro? Yeah. I mean, we can't do the episode now. Hello, and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and I don't believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or junks. <laughs> I'm David Fleece, and I'm the eye of Agahunko. <laughs> did you forget again? I did. <laughs> That's why I started this laughing. This is like the 26th episode of this show, David. <laughs> I, I forgot what movie we were watching when I was coming up. I was like, oh shoot, what do, I, what do we watch? What do we watch? Okay. <laughs> What's the biggest, the biggest thing in this movie? Got it. <laughs> Well, <laughs> this week we're talking about Doctor Strange, Strange. <laughs> and uh, there's some there's some stuff to sift through here. So let's let's just jump right in. Mm-hmm. Dush snips, <laughs> please. Doctor Strange tells the story of very successful, very talented, very like top of the world guy, mm-hmm. Doctor Stephen Strange. Yep. Is he a neurosurgeon? He works on brains, right? Uh, I mean, he's done. He's a brain digger. He, I think he does a bunch of stuff because he brain. Did, well, she we, took my thoughts. <laughs> <Yep>. Brain digger. <laughs> oh, she's a brain digger. Play my brain. So in and I can't dump, dream. <laughs> in Marvel Studios presents Brain Digger. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange is a very talented neurosurgeon who uh, 
has a car wreck and pretty much loses the use of his hands, <laughs> gets right? Squishy fingers. <laughs> gets, gets them noodle hands <laughs> and he can't use his fingers. And so he goes on a journey of self-discovery and also a journey of magic discovery. He, he uh, encounters the ancient one in, where's it? Nepal. It's in Kathmandu, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is Nepal. Yeah. So he encounters the ancient one in Nepal and she teaches him all about the different dimensions in the multiverse and how to harness power from the magic dimension. Um, and so he really just kind of studies for the reason that the movie has to keep going. There's not a ton of like great internal motivation for him to study, but in so doing, he encounters Caecilius, who is a <gasps> disciple of Dormammu, which is the dark dimension. And he has to keep the dark dimension from encroaching on our world and defeat Dormammu and Caecilius and his acolytes. And uh, that is Dr. Strange. Yep. That is Marvel Studios presents <laughs> Brain Digger. Brain Digger. He digs in your brain. Uh, so I want to talk about this before I forget because Dormammu, uh, they said he wants to eat Earth. Right. Or, or eat or. No, no he's he not going to like dark energy. He consumed. wants everything to become part of himself. And they said like he hungers for Earth more than everything why Why does he want Earth so bad? Do they ever explain because that? Because that's where the movie takes place, David. <laughs> Obviously. Is there a reason uh, that Earth is special? Uh, we're getting dangerously close to me doing something crazy right now. Do it. Do I'm it. so in for it. I'm going to throw out my super dump first thing. <laughs> well, it. okay. Please don't stop listening after he does this. But <laughs> this is like, we're like five minutes in the episode. I know. Go. Do it. I'm ready. Dormammu. Yeah? I think he is very cool looking and i think that the concept of like a supernatural entity hellbent on eating the earth is galactus is great but it's also galactus <laughs> yeah and he does nothing yeah even in the scene where he's approached he's almost silly yeah. yes and and like don't get me wrong love the way he's defeated love it i think it's very dr strange yeah, however visual effect of dormammu also oh, is he's incredible like, really unsettling which it wait, is. is it really yeah, it yeah. Is. no it's not it is yeah yeah, he plays I love sm- that. Smog and Dormammu. I love that. Yep. But um, I wish that he had had more to do. I wish that he had been scarier. I wish there was a reason why I should be afraid of him. Yeah, there was no. I mean, it was just it was just supernatural entity. Ahoy, let's yeah. get after it. Yeah, that I agree with that, and I think that speaks to a bigger problem in this movie, which is kind of the motivations of characters. Yeah, like, this is this is one of those movies where to me it it kind of just keeps ticking along and while you're watching it like time like time like the eye of agahunko um <laughs> it, it just keeps ticking along and while you're watching it you don't super notice it but then when you step back and reflect you're like wait what motivation did dr strange have to stay with magic school like why was he still hanging out in tilda swinton's hogwarts i disagree with that actually well I his hands weren't working yet yeah. Right. But once he once he had the ability, like, so you're saying he stayed there. His hands still weren't working. He so that's that. so that's yeah. his motivation for yeah. the whole movie. Uh, so uh, he goes to in, fight Dormammu. So no, 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 no. By then, I think he's had he's had a revelation. No, no, which is what? No, no. It's my it's my favorite scene in the movie where he and um, the ancient one have that conversation, and he says, "My hands still don't work." And then she says, "The guy that came and got his legs working." He's using magic. And he says, so he's constantly using magic so I can get get my old life back. And she's like, yes, you can. And the world would be lesser for it. Yeah. And she says, you need to learn the lesson that it's not about you. And we've arrived at my super pump. Oh, whoa. What is happening whoa, whoa, right whoa, now? Whoa, whoa. This is insane. This, we can't, hey, we have to go the full hour, though. Like, <laughs> no, if we, if we more. blow it all right now, we just got to keep talking. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> my, my, my super pump for this movie is Stephen Strange's arc. Where he is, because we've seen the cockiness, we've seen yeah. that in Tony Stark, but there's really hardly any redeemable qualities in him other than the fact that he's an incredible surgeon. Right. Like they don't give, give us a lot of compassion World's for him. World's best brain digger. <laughs> yes. Um, but I love that the lesson he has to learn is to, uh, real strength comes comes through surrender. Yeah. And that his purpose is not about him. Yeah. And those two lessons I love. Yeah. And I, and I agree. And, 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 but I think that he was already well on his way to both of those realizations by the time they talked on the ledge. Uh, I think that was the, that was the, the cherry on the, I, I, agree. I have such an opposite read on that what? for this movie. Really? Like, it felt like it came out of nowhere for me. Like he really, the, the moment where he's like, where she like sends him through all these dimensions, which yes. is all that like Steve Ditko artwork, which is gorgeous in this movie. Yeah, it really is. Um, like whenever, whenever he comes back to our dimension and he falls on his knees, he's like, teach, teach me. me. That felt so unearned to me. 
No way, dude. Are you yeah. kidding me? No, it, it if like, I walk up to you and I punch you in the sternum and send you into alternate realities, you're coming back a believer no matter what. I don't know that I would say teach me though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't Why? know that I would be like, I, I need to learn, to learn it. Why did he not say heal me? Uh, I think he knew that that's not how it was. They said that they said that healing the body comes through healing the mind. I don't know. It just felt something about that has always felt weird to me. And maybe that's just a like a personal catch personal or whatever. But yeah, yeah I need you guys something. <laughs> Sounds like a personal that. problem. Well, see, it's so funny that that's your thing because because I, I agree that that's a cop out unless it's this because I think that's what's so interesting to me about it is because it takes this thing that is overdone and cheesy and gives me a reason to go, yeah, that's exactly how I would react if I got punched into alternate realities. Especially an intellectual person who has been a student of the medical field and now he sees this this other realm of something he can conquer yeah. and learn. And so he might come out being like, teach me I mean, how to do this. That's the equivalent Before of saying, his healing, though. I don't believe in Santa Claus. And then Santa stands in front of you and goes, believe in me. And then disappears and you go, okay, I have no choice. Teach yeah. me how to ride the sleigh. Yeah. And imagine, and imagine if at that moment, what you were doing is a trek to the North pole to see if maybe Santa was real. Yeah. And then he yeah, does show that's up. That's a really you'd be good like, point. You'd be like, okay, everything I'm here for is, not a lie. You got me. And to me, to me, that's why that fast flip. Because I think this the the pacing of this movie needs the fast flip because there's so much ground to cover. And I, that's why I think they really did it the only way that makes sense, which is his whole purpose was to see if it's real. Doesn't believe it's real. It's shown it's real. The end of of search. You're yeah. there. And now we can start develop. learning. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I I get that. <laughs> Let's park here. There's just I know. There's just something. I don't know. I just have a weird catch, and I don't like. We're naturally approaching my super dump, but I don't want to just throw it all out. Okay, at the yeah. Let, let, let's let's let's, let's come do. back to talk about Doctor Strange, the character, and his journey. Let's just let's kind of talk through the structure of this. Movie. Yeah. Well, Doctor Strange, like you said, surgeon, very cocky, mm. very good at his job. Loses his hands, the ability to use his hands. <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> he just, he just does not have hands. No, uses loses the ability to use his hands, and basically blows all of his all of his money trying to find ways uh, that he could um, get his his hands back. Yeah, uh, I love that. As a surgeon, uh, he basically looks at his hands that they perform surgery. Money maker. On. Yeah. And realized they did such a terrible job, and he's the one that could have done a better job. I love that. Yeah, I love love that element. Well, and there's actually, before we get to kind of that part, there's two early scenes that I want to mention and and talk about a little bit. One is um, kind of our intro to Stephen Strange, the character performing surgery, um, naming the songs and what you, I love when he has to freehand it. Yeah, I think that was so much fun. Um, Freaking introducing our new character, Christine, Mm -hmm. who is uh, Rachel McAdams. Who I love. Yeah, she's Love Rachel McAdams. Didn't love Christine. I don't like Christine as a character. No way. And I felt like Rachel McAdams is such an incredible actress, I think. And I was so excited to see her in an MCU movie. And I felt like she didn't do much. She definitely didn't do a lot, but I don't have a problem with anything she did. I didn't feel like she had much uh, of a personality. Again, I felt like it was very just like flat. Like she was I, I Stephen Strange's. I disagree I agree. with you. I don't feel like she's as bad as Jane. No, no. Like, I, I, don't, I don't feel I, like she's I don't just. Think she's Jane. But I do. There is a little bit of like Stephen Strange is a jerk to her. And the second that like. So she leaves his apartment essentially uh, when he. I don't remember what he says, but essentially they have. It's like time a, for you to leave. That's ex- literally what he says. Okay. To her. <laughs> well, he literally tells her it's time for you to leave. <laughs> Stephen Strange is like leave. And she's like, okay, oh, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. I will. She says, this is where you say sorry. And he says, this is where we say goodbye. And then she leaves. Yeah. 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 So, and then he comes back and suddenly he's a wizard and she's like, cool with him. You know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't. Well, and did we get a really a good picture of their relationship before the movie started? Because they weren't in a relationship guys. Did we watch the same movie? We did. They were in a relationship at one point, but not when not he when left. The movie started, not when he left, but then she like comes and tries to help him and take care of Cause him. they're friends. And she does have a crazy crush, which look at Benny boy and me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't look know, at Rachy Rach and me too. I don't, it it makes just sense. Something about it just, and I can't quite you. put my finger on me it. Me neither. It just felt Dude, weird to me. I literally give it the same treatment in my head. And I, I guess this is just watching movie as different people, but like watching this in my head, I'm like, yeah, her old friend that she was mad at and was mean to her. But like, if one of you guys was mean to me and then disappeared for six months and showed back up, 
I'd still be happy to see you. Hang on, though. No, especially <laughs> if you created a portal <laughs> out of thin air with sparky magic. It appeared to me, and we're just like, hey, shock my heart. And then, like, yeah, I'd be like, let's hang out a little more. I missed you. I, my, my, Show me magic. My but concern. see, that's the thing. It's not let's hang out a little bit more because I like you as a person. It's let's hang out a little bit more so you can show me magic. That's, that's what I would do. I know. And that's the thing that feels reductive of her to me because she doesn't. It seems like she doesn't care about Steven. She cares about helping Steven. She cares about fixing him and she cares about his magic. But it doesn't. I don't buy that. She likes Stephen Strange, the person. I felt like we I don't didn't think have anybody liked Stephen Strange, the person beforehand. I think that's the point is that she was willing to put up with him. And now that he's transforming to a better person, there's hope for them to have an actual relationship. I would have loved to see more of that's the only person that would put up put up with him and he realizes yes. that after he loses his gifts. Yeah, exactly. And people are basically being around him for his gifts and we need, we but need my that, man, I see that. We need that Iron know. Man moment where, where Tony looks at Pepper and goes, you're all I have. Yeah. I just think it was we shown and not that told. Moment. Speaking of, you know, Rich McAdams turned down the role for Pepper Potts. Yes. Did she really? Yeah. I like, I don't really care for Gwyneth Paltrow and her like whole deal, her whole her <laughs> yeah, persona. Her just, I don't care for her deal. What's her deal? Her situation. <laughs> I'm not really into that whole scene. Tell, tell them why you really don't like her. It has to do with a, a band that I know that. You oh just, yeah. I'm team Chris all the way. Team Chris Martin all the way. Yeah. I just need more songs that are like, <laughs> that's a little so, bit of Kermit and Coldplay <laughs> Kermplay <laughs> but yeah I, I just didn't feel like there was enough buy in on the relationship that I got why he kept going back other than that was the one person we've seen him interact with before his yeah. sh- strange life right oh, you're crazy bro I'm doge that's actually <laughs> I'm gonna jump ahead and then skip right back but one of my favorite lines in the whole movie yes. is when he's talking to Caecilius and yeah. he does the, the Mr. Uh, Mr. It's, Do- doctor. it's doctor Mr. Mr. Doctor it's strange. Well, yeah. who am I to judge? Maybe it is. Yeah, he says, maybe. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, that's crazy that we're getting such different reads on Christine. I really liked her character. Yeah. I thought that she actually was a Marvel relationship-centric female character that had some agency in the relationship and decided on her own, like, I'm done with you. This is yeah. obnoxious. That's and sure. I, w- I was actually glad that they showed that she had some backbone, and that she's like this brilliant surgeon and he's the only, she's the only one that he trusts to fix himself and to fix the ancient one. Like, I don't know. I, re- I really thought she was great. Um, I love the, the common thread of this movie. We've mentioned it a few times before, but of just time. Like of time is, that time yeah. is running through this movie, whether it's the watch that she gives him. Yeah. Uh, it's time to say goodbye. Uh, you're running out of time. Even in the beginning the when beginning, he tells cover the, the other watch. doctor to cover, cover his watch. Cover your watch. Yeah. Like, everything yeah. is about time in this movie, which I didn't get until the second time I watched Didn't it. Me neither. But it's all about the time and the time stone, really. Yeah. Well, that, that's what's crazy is that ultimately the power that saves everything is not even Doctor Strange's like main power that he uses the most. Yeah. Of like, Which, by the way, the effects of the orange sparks Maybe the coolest visualization yeah. of magic yeah. I've so ever seen. We're here. My super pump is not necessarily just the sparks, but the visual language of this movie. That is okay, cool. a straight up just visual, like cinematic representation of Doctor Strange, like psychotropic imagery from yeah. you know when Steve Ditko was yeah. was drawing him and not, and not making it an Alice in Wonderland trip where I get out of the movie because I'm so just bogged yeah. down by yeah. trippiness. Yeah, yeah. This did it in such a beautiful way where I was confused by it. I was I was amazed by it, but I didn't lose the characters in it. I love yeah. it, and and it. We're kind of at a point where a lot of these superhero movies can start to look the same yep. like and, you know what I mean and even feel the same there's mm-hmm. only so many times that you can see a skyscraper fall and then leave a cloud of dust and thankfully we're we're a little bit past at this point the number of times that we get to see a big beam in the sky with trash circling oh it as goodness. part of the final fight yeah but this is so refreshing I mean like this this movie has such a distinct visual language yeah you know? I think it's just fantastic I, I think this movie is very similar in what it did for the MCU um, as Guardians of the Galaxy not yeah. only did it open up the universe because Guardians of the Galaxy was like, uh, yeah, Earth and Earth. We know Earth isn't alone, but I don't think you realize how yeah. not alone you are. Yeah. And this opened up the multiverse of saying there's other dimensions. Forget other planets. There's other dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think on top of that, I think something Doctor Strange did really well was just prepare the MCU for like, hey, just so you know. It's going to get weird. Yeah. Weird stuff is going to happen. It's going to get real weird from here on out. But they're going to do it well. Yeah. In, in theaters, 
I, I had this thought in my mind. It was like a joke of like, could you imagine if DC tried to pull this off? <laughs> like, what a what a ridiculous movie. Yeah. This is a hard movie to pull off. It is. It's Inception in the MCU. Yeah. And they did a great job. I love that fight scene in the city, that opening fight scene with the Ancient One versus Cassilius. Yeah. Well, there, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's some huge reasons that this was as good as it is. Yeah. One of them is my super pump. So I actually want to hold off on talking about that because again, I don't want to just bust both out this early. <laughs> But well, I think part of it is a lot of our super pumps and dumps for this movie are very conceptual. So there's no yeah. wrong time to bring them up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, one, one thing I do want to talk about um, just while we're, while we're kind of going from subject to subject, I do want to talk about the fighting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be the most, and I, I read an article um, where they were talking uh, with, I can't remember the director's name. Scott Derrickson. So, so something he said was he wanted to completely avoid magic being lightning bolt dodge, lightning bolt dodge, like a lot of magic I is love that in it's movies. Physical, yeah. And his, his big thing was he wanted his magic to be almost martial arts based. Yeah, it totally was. And, and I think what that did was allowing for the sparks and, you know, the movable objects that they're using and yeah. different things like that to look so different yeah. that it didn't feel like we were watching a Harry Potter rehash. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh, I think it, it, it makes the magic more of a weapon than just the only source of it, power. It feels more objective too. Yeah. I'm, if, if a lightning bolt shoots at you and from a magic user, there's no telling for us as the viewer, whether they're going to go flying or be knocked unconscious or killed. Yeah. But when it's, a weapon made of magic, you know the threat and what it represents. You know, when they're throwing those clear icicle staff magic like the mirror dimension swords. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are so cool. 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 (laughs) What a great weapon. And and when they throw those, we know ouchy stab time if you get hit. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and so there's a there's a very tangible threat to the fighting, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I love the fighting. I loved all the opening scenes. Um, we've kind of covered it. He goes to Kamotage. Uh, he Kamer Kamertage. Kamertage. So it's like Kamertage. Kamertage. Com- I think so. Careful. Kamertage. <laughs> <laughs> he hears about it from a, a man in New York who uh, lost, played by Manny's father from the sitcom Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, lost all uh, feeling in his legs, but now can walk. And are we I, supposed to recognize his name? Uh-uh. Okay. No, he's just a random guy, which I kind of dump on that. Like I, I just, something about that feels like, well, that's convenient that there's a guy who lives in the same city as you that went and studied the secret magic empire and came back knowing how to use a body part that was formerly unusable. Yeah. Something else I want to dump on there is the quick turnaround from help me. You didn't help me when I have my surgery. Help me anyway. All right. Yeah. It, like that interaction was very strange. Cause I thought it was going to be like, I came to you for my surgery. Oh, strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, I came to you for my surgery. You said, no, I'll never help you. He had to go a different way. And but yeah. instead he was just like, yes, camera time. I think so. there's little moments like that all throughout this movie where like, you can see the bones of the movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can see like this had to happen. Yeah. And like, we just don't have time to put fat and skin and muscle yeah. over that. And it's not everywhere, but it's, it's enough that I think it holds back some really great moments. It does because you get like, when we see that we're reminded, okay, this is a story somebody wrote and this is how they're getting Dr. Strange to camel yeah. Well, I do love that in that conversation that he has with the ancient one, um, she goes back and says, yeah, you saw that as a miracle that he was able to use his legs, but in actuality it was selfish because he could have done so much more and been a part of something so much greater, but instead he just settled for his miracle and left. Which is her setting up Dr. Strange. Everything that Strange is going to go through. Which I love. So, so just something that is heavy handed to me. Yeah. And it definitely is. And, and I would say that the, one of the biggest problems in this movie is just how much they had to cram into it. And so it ends up with weird pacing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and and that's not an excuse. I'm not saying, well, the pacing's weird. So let's excuse all the weird stuff that happens. In fact, I would say even, even more so it's, it's just compounded, but it is weird. Like I, and I totally noticed that in the theaters and I noticed it again the other night when I was watching this, like, it just feels like the movie's chugging along and you don't really know where you are. Like, like if you're watching a good solid three act structure, you can feel it when you're in the second act, you can feel it when that's drawing to a close and you're about to get your death star briefing and go into your third act. Yeah. And with this, it kind of just like, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Oh my gosh. We're in Hong Kong and it's the end of the movie. Because time is relative. Yeah. <laughs> it was intentional. Oh, it's a concept. My man, film. Scott Derrickson is a genius, <laughs> which, which I, I got to say, like the film's a blast. And yeah, like, it was I, so much I fun. thoroughly enjoyed watching it, but like it does have some pacing issues and 
those pacing issues are oftentimes either the cause of or caused by some story issues. I think it's a similar situation to Age of Ultron, where like yeah, moment, moment to moment, this is the most fun movie you can possibly be watching. But yeah. when you step back and look at it, it's like yeah, it, it's tough to swallow the whole thing. Yeah, I, I didn't have a time with the a problem with the pacing. Uh, my super dump, however, so he goes to Camartage, yeah, and he. Uh, after he's shown and then becomes a student, I felt like they kind of showed a little bit of a um, montage of like him learning, but I had no idea how much time had passed. Right. And I didn't know, is he like super proficient now? Is he still kind of learning? And so I felt like at times he was very proficient and, and great and now very skilled. But then in his first fight, one of his little shield goes out to yeah. show like, oh, he's not. And then, so I felt like they, I didn't realize how much time it passed. I think what they're trying to do is draw the distinction between like, he intellectually understands all this stuff, but yeah. he can't bring himself to fully surrender to it, which is just, it's a hard concept in general. And it's hard to portray that in a movie. Yeah. I, I agree. I just feel like it doesn't quite land. I felt like we needed a, a more clear picture of here's how much time passed. And I thought he should have been very proficient by the end of the movie. And I felt like he kind of lucked his way a little bit. And I, I want my Dr. Yep. Strange who can handle the infinity stone. That's another thing that was a little bit weird for me is the access to the infinity stone was mm-hmm. way too easy. Yeah. It was just sitting out on a pedestal. There's a, there's a few things that were way too easy. You know, it's like, but, but I wonder if the reveal at the end that it was an infinity stone is significant to the fact that like people don't know that it is one. Wong is the one that tells him it's an infinity. Yeah, stone. No, I know. And why wouldn't Cassilius go for that? Maybe Kaisilis didn't know that. Why didn't Wong lock that up like he locked up all the other books? I agree with that. Well, and, I, and, and, and whenever Doctor Strange is like making portals and stealing books from Wong. That's what I want to talk about. Exa- why does Wong not go, oh, this is obviously the guy who tried to check out a book. And I was like, don't check out the book. He was like, what if it's late? And I didn't think he was funny. Well, and here's the other thing. How is the the library that has all of these secrets that no one can ever find, like basically a safe. Yeah. How is that? How are they, how is he not able to say okay? Obviously, they're using the sling rings. Yeah, is there not? I, I thought either sling rings don't work in here, like we know about that, or it's not just one guy who's reading at a desk who can have. If he knows sling rings exist, how is he not realizing thief, thefts can happen all the time? He has headphones in. I do want to pump that he's listening to Beyonce while that's happening. He, I'm I, saying he has headphones in. No, I get that. But I do want to dump that that's also the exact scene that we get in the amazing Spider-Man one where Stan Lee is playing a librarian and Spider-Man true. and the lizard uh-huh. are fighting in the background of the library. Oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of the humor in this, this, this is one of the, the examples of over guardians of the galaxy in a movie in some instances. Like I, I hated the, uh, Shambhala, like, is that like my mantra? And he's like, no, it's the Wi Fi password. Really? Like, oh, I, I actually that. thought the humor really? worked really well in this yeah, movie. No, like I think in a lot of places it does, but there are just some parts. And for me, it's the. That was like my favorite. It's the yeah, listening, I love that. listening to Beyonce in the library. Like, well, that's that was because too much he just for me. called him Beyonce. No, 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 like, I know, but that was just too much for me. I don't know. I think the humor worked really well. It did feel out of character for Doctor Strange. Like, like it was kind of scene to scene of like, remember, he's so silly, but also he's so serious. Like, that, and it just I mean, changed Maybe that's what I'm trying to say is like, the the placement of humor where I feel like it doesn't belong is what frustrates me. Yeah. Cause I'm not saying it doesn't belong in this movie. Cause there are moments of really good humor throughout the movie that I think, are, I think Wong's his, when he dies laughing at the end, finally, yes. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Stuff like that's So good. It was just, there were a couple of scenes where it was like, Oh, it's really heavy right now. And then it's like joke to cut the tension. And for me, for Jordan, I wasn't there yet. I didn't need yeah. the tension cut yet. Yeah. Yep. Almost my super pump. Mondo. Mordo. 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 Mondo's uh, <laughs> poster a, a guy that I work with <laughs> poster company, uh, but Mordo is incredible. He's great. He is so you know uh, how to say his name and I don't. I do. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, exactly. Oh he is so good. He's so good. Oh my goodness! The way that he can like cry, just shed like that one manly tear while giving a dialogue. Yeah. I'm in. He did great. I'm so, ready. And, and say he, his name again. Chiwetel. This is how I've heard it pronounced. So sorry if it's incorrect, but Chiwetel Ejiofor. 4 Okay. Chiwi, if you're listening, Chiwi. hit us up, make sure we're saying your name right. Yeah. Let's hang out. But yeah, he's fint. Did you say he's your super pump? Sorry. He's almost my super almost pump. Almost your super pump. Yeah. Um, it, Cause somebody else who speaking of crying, I don't know if you guys caught this. So Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. yes. In his scene where he's in the chains yes. and he's explaining what Dormammu does, the whole time he's talking, yeah, he's crying. he is crying. Yeah. Yep. 
And I was watching and oops, because of the, uh, the makeup on his face, you can't see it. I couldn't tell, but I was like, his eyes look very full. And then I'd started noticing tears yeah. down his cheeks. He's amazing, dude. He is. He is one of my Great favorite, dreams. like the, uh, let me put it this way. I have never, ever not liked him in something. Yeah, do great. you think, do you think there's a version of this movie in which we don't have or need Dormammu and Kaecilius feels that fills that role for, for Jordan, we could have Dormammu as a, as a faceless name floating in the ether that is terrifying that we never see this movie and just have Kaecilius need to like be stopped. Kaecilius is trying to summon him or something. Yeah. Like it's that. essentially the idea. We literally just talked about Eldritch Horror like two hours ago, but it's the idea yeah. that in a lot of like, Lovecraftian or Eldritch Horror stories, the true villain is not the uh, terrifying creature. It's the person trying to summon it. Yeah. I feel like Dormammu should have been a little more impersonal. Yeah, like, I agree. Like he's this, maybe not a monster, but like he's this thing we cannot understand. And Kaecilius is trying to bring him to earth. Yeah. And trying to, like which, the way they, they which is, it. which is what it is. It's just revealed too much. It's just Dormammu is, and I get that like there's a comic book precedent and like Dormammu yeah, has a course. face and he's a person in the comics, but something about it just didn't fully work for me that Dormammu has like two human eyes and a human nose and a human mouth. That doesn't bother me yeah, so much me as either. I just think that Dormammu could have been pushed off even for one more movie and let Kaecilius well, summoning Dormammu be. I think they're clearly to- doing Baron Mordo for the second movie. Or, Which is going to be awesome. I love that. Yes, love but there, that. there's also another rumor that I can't remember right now, but there's another villain rumored to be the villain of movie two that they almost did for movie one. Really? Um, I, I can't remember what it is, but um, it sounded awesome. But yeah, Mordo would be great too. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I think I think we needed to know Dormammu's plan. What was he going to do? Because all we knew is he wanted to consume the earth. Which actually is a big problem for me because him floating above the uh, Hong Kong sanctum, I, I, I think that... It was very cool looking, but it was a little too reminiscent of Suicide Squad trash yeah, pile. See that? And Kaecilius is just dancing like one of those inflatable guys <laughs> yes, in front of a car dealership. God. But the entirety of the reversal fight scene yeah, when that's everything's very cool. moving backwards, yeah. that might be one of the most impressive okay. visual effects I've ever seen. Here's a problem with that, though. Now that we know Doctor Strange has the time stone and knows how to use it safely like he doesn't cause a cataclysmic end of the space-time continuum when he uses that nothing has any consequence anymore now that he can just essentially push rewind and say well let's have a do-over of that yeah sure and i i hear you but you you saying that's a problem it hasn't presented itself as a problem yet i think it's a potential problem in waiting unless it's handled correctly that's what makes thanos so powerful when he gets it maybe (laughs) we're assuming at this point um, but I want to talk about Kaecilius for a second because yeah, please. Uh, loved him and something the director said was uh, something we've said multiple times like we're really on point with our podcast yeah, we're yeah really obviously um, let's direct the movie guys <laughs> we talked about the one dimensional villains yeah. Yeah. in the MCU like up to this point there hasn't been many standouts and he noticed that too and he said I just want to I read this I just want to I just want to make all of the villains points very logical yeah. where you understand where they're coming from and he did that with Caecilius with realizing the ancient one is drawing power from the from the dark dimension and Dormammu gives it freely she's hoarding it and he wants to give it he's going to liberate us he's going to set us in yeah. a time in a in a realm without time yeah we all long for eternity and he's going to give it to us we t- time is the thing that kills all things so like you kind of get it it was almost doctor doomy it yeah. was like very like doing wrong to right the world kind of a situation. There can be no death where there is no life. Right. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. And my one problem with that is the scary eye mask that all of his followers and himself wore because it brought me back to that moment where you're like, do you think Are that we the we're bad the guys? bad guys? Yeah. yeah. Because like we have like, really eyes. scary eyes. But that's eye not a mask. No, I know. Yeah. It happened. Okay, I just want to make sure that we were on the same no, page no. about that they're happening. Like, they're like, they're summoning Dormammu, which they think is the right thing to do. Right. Because he's going to liberate us. Why and then they it, get evil mask and I'd be like, ooh, wait, maybe Why wasn't the was, ancient one like that? If yeah, she's she, drawing power from Dormammu, she has the little mark on her forehead. She wasn't drawing from Dormammu, was she? She was drawing from just the, the dark darkness dimension. in general. They present it as if Dormammu is They, the they dark, literally say the dark dimension, Dormammu. Like personified, is this. personified yeah. essentially. Uh, like he I, I, is the dark dimension. I didn't dimension. necessarily get that. I thought he was... He he was in the dark dimension, but I don't know if he necessarily Regardless, was. I think that Caecilius and his followers should have had like that little symbol that shows up on the ancient And how come only came on at the very end? Exactly. And only for a second, it was gone again right yeah. after it showed up. Maybe she's using like really good foundation. 
Yeah. Ooh. Maybe she's born with it. That could be. Baby, it's Maybelline. Which actually, real quick, I do want to toss out. Tilda Swinton's so great. She was great. She's good in this. There was a, actually a lot of backlash over her presence as the ancient one in this movie because the ancient one is an old Chinese typ- man. typically an old Asian man, but they were like, we don't want to have an Asian stereotype. That's what I read, yeah. But then also they they kind of ran, it, ran afoul of people who are like, well, you actually, instead of having an Asian stereotype, you just whitewashed a character yeah. and you missed the chance for Asian representation in yeah. Maybe the the biggest genre of movies right now. That's a yeah. good point. I I see where they were coming from, wanting to. It, it's it's the, it's one of those cases where attempting to be sensitive accidentally stepped over the line into offensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a lot of people, and that's just a hard line to walk. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, both the director has has maybe learned a lesson from this, and also people were able to show grace and understanding yeah, yeah. that he was trying to be sensitive. Well, that's there. a hard issue anyway. Yeah. It definitely How is. do you navigate it, that? Yeah, it definitely and, is. And I think she was great in the role. Tilda Swinton's phenomenal. And I, li- I liked having the Angel One being a woman. I did too. Yep. I felt like that brought a different and kind of leadership her to that with, school. With spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Ragnarok, but Kate Blanchett as uh, Hela. Yeah. We have two of the most like iconic, like frightening. Iconic otherworldly actresses. Yeah, yeah. like. Oh, they're so great. They're very good in both of those movies. So let's continue. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was one thing I didn't love about Caecilius was just, it was like, they're pretty clearly evil people. Yeah. And so, so, so having this great logic kind of falls short now because you're like, but dude, you're like, you, you got red eyes and fangs. Like, yeah. You're, you're a bad guy. <laughs> you're obviously the bad guy. <laughs> which is, you look like a monster. <laughs> which is why I say that if, if we had focused solely on Caecilius as the villain, we could have gotten a lot more fleshed out with him. But with the inclusion of physical embodiment, Dormammu, we had yeah. to tear attention away from Caecilius for a bit. Small pump. Yeah. Boots of encore. Yeah. Or encore or encore, whatever I mean, it is. Things awesome. that make him, yeah. Those yeah, are so those sick. Those are very, very cool. I love the, the certain relics. He said, you know, we can't, we can't harness all the power. So we put them into relics and he's like, where's my relic? And he's like, you'll get one soon enough. But he's like, I got the boots of Encore in this cool little suit. Speaking of, speaking of relics, what did you guys think about the cloak of levitation? Super into it. Loved, loved it. Loved it being, loved it having like its own, because that's from a, that's from like a 2012 or 2016 comic where the the cloak is um, like, has agency, like it can move on its own and it has personality. And I'm actually very into it. I liked that. And it, I think it, uh, I don't know what I was going to parallel it with. Magic was carpet. It, was it the magic carpet from Aladdin? Hundred <laughs> percent. Now that you're saying that, I parallel it with Vision, who got the hammer, and they all realized Vision something special. Okay. Yeah. And they said, "The cloak of levitation came to you." It's super choosy. Yeah. Then that means you're someone special. Yeah. No, I feel no, like I that upped the character a little bit. Yeah. That's that. one of those moments where I feel like I can see the bones of the movie, though, where it's like they need a reason to trust him. Magic ape. Uh, I feel like they already trusted him. I think it was just more saying like, "Oh, you've got you must be more skilled than we realize." Yeah. I think yeah. I already trusted him. I didn't see it like that. I don't know. I, and I think well, maybe this brings me to my super dump in terms of just like being able to see the bones of this movie and like the weird kind of structure and Dr. Strange's very strange arc. My super dump for this movie is probably Stephen Strange himself. Like interesting. Like Whoa. he is and like it sucks because there's not a great way to do this movie because Stephen Strange is kind of a Mary Sue. He is the best surgeon in the whole world. Yeah. Then he has something bad happen to him, but don't worry. He's becoming the sorcerer Supreme, the best sorcerer in the whole world. Yeah. And it's like, he worked really, really hard and got two medical degrees at the exact same time. It's like the Hal Jordan. It, it really he is. is. Yeah. He's like, it's like, Oh, don't worry. Steven's here. He can't do anything wrong. He wasn't actually named sorcerer Supreme in this movie though. Was he? I thought she mm-hmm. was right. Oh, the, she was Sorcerer Supreme, but Sorcerer Supreme. At the same time, it's like, oh, here's this guy who's been a wizard for like no, yeah, a month. Him. Let's give him the New York sanctum. And that's the thing we don't know. We don't know how long it's been. It's right. It could have been six years. We yeah. have no idea. That's not addressed. Well, it couldn't be actually because before his accident, he see or after his accident, before or after, I don't remember. He sees an award that he got for something in surgery in 2016, mm. which tells us that this is in 2016. Or, or at least in 2016, if not post, which means that the phone call he gets in the car is him denying doing surgery on Rhodey. Is it really? It, has to be. it literally has that's to be. That's what I've heard. I don't know if that. It has to be. Think of the timeline. It says if late. this is 2016 that he's that he's doing this in, like like because for him to have an award that said 2016, at minimum it's got to be 
let's call it January 4th because the awards were on the second because nobody does anything on New Year's and he's had it for more than a day because it's already in a case. So let's say at minimum, at the earliest, this movie takes place on January 4th, 2016. So if we're to think that, odds are it's a lot later in the year. We know Civil War takes place in 2016. What are the odds that the best neurosurgeon in the world gets a call asking him to do surgery on somebody that broke his spine in a mech suit? It Does has it say to be a mech Rose. suit? Yes. Convinced. It has to be Rhodes that he turns down doing the surgery on, which I wonder if that will come back. Yeah. I don't know. You don't think it was Rhodes? Is that what you're saying? And not that I don't think it was Rhodes. It's just that I don't know how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that we need like little reminders like, hey, remember, it's Avengers are here too. That's not what I felt like it was. To me, it felt like a reminder of like, like he is the best neurosurgeon because cool, Stark cool called him. Yeah. yeah. Can I do a, I think you're just, I don't know. I think, I think you've got something about this movie that's making you bitter. No, I, I really like this movie and we'll talk about that when we get to the ratings. Yeah. Like there's just something about Stephen Strange's character where it's like, he's the best at the beginning mm-hmm. and then the best at the end. And he again. never really stops being the yeah. best in the middle. He just hasn't tried just, it yet. Or, or he just can't. Yeah. He tries magic. The first time he tries magic, you know what I mean? Like he, the first time he really sits down and studies magic, he becomes the best sorcerer. I will tell you, I rolled my eyes so hard. I saw out my own butt when they were like, <laughs> did you read all those? It's like photographic memory. I'm yeah. It's like, okay, so you're a bet. The best so there's, studier. I feel like there's not a way. There's not a way <laughs> to make super that. study. <laughs> <laughs> how do you make that character compelling though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like it really is how Jordan, it's like, you cannot relate to this guy because it's just like, Oh, everything you touch turns to gold. Yeah. You're great. That's, You're an awesome brain digger. Good for you. That's true. And I think that's why uh, Doctor Strange in the comics is more compelling when he's part of the group, yeah. not yeah. on his own. Yeah. Because he can offer so much help. Yeah, so I don't know. Is there a way to do this movie where it's not an origin story? Where it's like, we just plop no down way. and Doctor Strange is a magician? No way. Uh, we have to can. have explanation. But that's why, hopefully, I think that this movie serves as a fun, gorgeous looking, yeah. if not weird and strangely paced intro to what is going to be a really cool mainstay character in the yeah, MCU. Yeah. Well, I want to do a, a, a big reverse dump uh, back on Winter Soldier. S- what is that? Back on Winter Soldier. Is like, it a reverse you want to take a, a dump pump? away? No, I want to go, I want to, I want to reverse, like, rewind. Oh, I know what you're going to say. dump. In Winter Soldier, when he was like, Who, who's Hydra targeting? Keep an eye like, on Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange, anyone who's a threat to S.H.I.E.L.D. When How was Stephen Strange a threat, a threat to, shield? to S.H.I.E.L.D.? I know. They I were think... name dropping Stephen Strange for us, which I loved in the moment because mm. I was like, Stephen Strange exists in this universe. And then they're like, 2016, the origin. I'm like, so why was Hydra? Why were they keeping an eye on him? Because he's a really good surgeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like... they need surgery. What <laughs> uh? if they hurt their fingers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hated that. I agree. Going the, back. This oh. movie retroactively makes that moment really bad. Yeah. But talking about his surgeries, I do want to say... I'm impressed and huge pump on the fact that they keep his hands looking gnarly the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I Hello, Jordan. God? I said surgery and it thought I said hey Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that any longer. Hey surgery? Uh, I was talking about his fingers. Yeah, his his hands, fingies. They looked weird the whole time. I was expecting them to let that effect just fade away and forget about it, but he keeps those gnarly scars on his hands the whole time. And it was like pretty grotesque for me to look and at. Have yeah. you noticed that though in Ragnarok, he's got his yellow gloves. Yeah. The Dr. Strange yellow gloves, a classic thing. He's that's wearing, he's oh no, a, I didn't notice that. He's wearing them at the end credit scene. Well, that way they don't it's have to do. Rag- that's the, literally the scene. From I know Ragnarok. what I'm saying. Like they don't no, have to David, do his literally. The scene. <laughs> it's David. They, they do it in David, this movie. It's the one from, from David. It's the one from Ragnarok. I'm from telling you that they put the gloves on at the end of this movie. But that's so they don't have to put on his finger prosthetics mm-hmm. every but, scene. But I guess in. what I'm just saying is like, I was impressed, honestly, yeah. that they had it for that long. I love when you take a comic book and it is just very similar in the movie as far as costume design. Yellow gloves was the one thing that I <laughs> yeah. felt like we could have done without. I could have left, left the yellow gloves on the comic book page. <laughs> oh, I so feel good. like you could have just done like the same color as everything else. like that, that Or gray. even red. Like we don't need to bring in yellow another looks, color. It, it looks like... Thor came in and he was washing dishes and it he was really like, does. Oh, Hey, what's look up? Like those work gloves. No, uh, wait, I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not busy. I'm not busy. Yeah. I do not like the yellow gloves. I, I respect the reason for the yellow gloves. Sure. Don't need the and yellow gloves. That is gloves. a super D duper <laughs> nitpick. <laughs> but I, I, I do want to say, uh, so I haven't 
toss my super pump and it feels like the right time just talking about different characters and such kind of the, while we're like whirlwinding here at the end. But my, my super pump for this movie, and it, it was a weird decision to make because I don't know that I've ever done a super pump this meta before, but my super pump for this movie is actually uh, all of the actors that this movie introduced into the MCU. Like we got Benedict Cumberbatch, we got Rachel yeah. McAdams, we got Chiwetel Ejiofor, we got yeah him, um, uh, uh, Tilda Swinton, we got uh, Mads Mikkelsen, we got uh, uh, so the guy that plays uh, Nick, the doctor that he doesn't like, yeah, yeah. Uh, is the same guy who plays the chief in um, Arrival, or not the chief, but the FBI oh, guy that doesn't yeah. let them go away and holds yeah, the gun yeah. to them. Oh my gosh, he's yeah. a guy from Fargo season three with the mustache. That's him. Um, and so like, I Manny's love that dad dude from modern family. Yeah. 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 But he's him. what's, what's other Benedict's last name? What? Who plays Wong. Well, literally Wong. It's Benedict Wong. Yes. His name is Benedict Wong. So do, is he playing himself? I don't know, but he's great. I love <laughs> him. So, and so I love like, him so much. There are so many great characters played by so many great actors introduced all at once in this movie. Yeah. And that for me, it, I mean the idea, I, cause you know, uh, um, Christine Palmer. Yeah. She's one of the night nurses. She is night nurse in the comics. Yeah. Well, her and Claire Temple share night nurse as a title. It's like a legacy title right. passed down. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's dope to me, that's man. That's super cool. So, so I'm super into everybody that was brought into this movie. Yeah. And, and for me, I think that's kind of how I look at this movie is like, this is something really important with a bunch of people who are super important and we're going to do the best we can here. It is. And I think that for what it is, it, it really succeeded. See, me. I can totally see that this movie is that, but I like it so much more than that. No, no yeah, I completely yeah, agree. I it's, love it. it's better than that. This movie is one of those classic <laughs> movies that like we always talk about. It is a lot better than the sum of its parts. Yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. When you take each individual piece and analyze, you're it like, really is. that is so stupid. Why do they do that? But it all, it comes together. Yeah, sure. Well, and again, my, like my super pump was that, that story arc. And I love the individual scenes where she leaves him on Mount Everest and she goes, surrender, Stephen, and closes him. He's got like two minutes. He has to learn to surrender. That talk where they have on, when she's about to die and she says, you need to realize it's not about you. And the payoff is one of the best climaxes in the MCU uh, movie history where Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Yeah. Yeah, that was I good. Love that was that such ending. a risky choice for the end of this movie. It too, really was. It's so weird. Yeah. Let me tell you what I wanted to see in that scene, though. And this is, this is just a me thing. This isn't a dump necessarily. I wanted to watch that scene and see that that moment went on for what we would understand as like centuries. Mm. Like that he had to repeat that moment hundreds of times. How do you do that thousands. though? How do I you know, demonstrate that, that? That's the Look hard card. 100 years later. Well, <laughs> almost because when I watched it, what I saw was roughly, if you count all the quick deaths, about 30 times, maybe took all in all eight hours. Dormammu has been playing this for how long? And then eight hours later, he's like, I'm done with this. I'll leave forever. Yeah. But you're also saying it's not just the amount of time that's gone by. It's how frustrating it is to kill somebody and them not be dead. No, 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 no. I I know that, but he's also like an ancient celestial being and probably could handle it a little bit better. And it's weird too, because Dormammu says, what is this? And Steven says, it's time. No, he lives outside of time. That's why he doesn't understand it. But how is Dormammu interacting with Steven who is still in time. If Dormammu is outside of, you know what I mean? He's not in time. He went into, he He, brought time into the darkness. He says, you know how you brought darkness into Cassilius and I brought something new to you. I brought something into yours. Okay. And it's time. I guess I missed that. And and I think, and and you're right. I think that's why Dormammu hates it so much is because he's never experienced time before. Yeah. I just, I guess I just wish that it didn't feel like Dormammu was like, I'm evil. And Dr. Strange is like, let me be annoying for like 30 minutes and you're going to change your mind. Yeah. See, I, I didn't get that because we don't know how long it took. You're right. And I love, Which seems to be the problem for a lot of things in this movie. True. Yeah. It's true. We don't true. know That's how the long dump. it took. That's the dump for sure. Uh, but I love the self-sacrifice where he says, uh, you can't win. And he says, no, but I can lose. And over they won't. Yeah. And over and over again. And he says, but you'll experience pain. He goes, it's an old friend. And he keeps killing him. It's the a line, great The line, great pain's an old friend, pretty dope. <laughs> However... He got his hands crushed one time. Yeah, Steven, you've had such a hard <laughs> life, my dude. <laughs> like, he lived a that. pretty charmed life <laughs> yeah. and then got his hands crushed. And yes, he was very sad about this. And yes, he had lots of surgeries. And yes, that sucks. But I feel like I feel like it was a little on the light side of suffering to be like, pain and I go way <laughs> back. It's just, and that's the, the bigger thing is it's so hard to feel sympathetic for somebody because we're so used to in stories seeing somebody who's like on top of the world and is mean to people. 
like we're used to seeing that person as a villain. And so when they come up and exactly, we were like, Oh, you deserved this. And it's so hard to be like, no, we want you to be back the way you were. No, but we don't though. It's hard to to, it's hard to root for what he's rooting for. Is exactly, that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. It's, I it's hard that. to root for him because like you were a jerk. You had this coming, man. Yeah. But I, I think we're not supposed to root for him. We're supposed to, again, uh, the ancient one's main goal was you have such capacity for good, but it's not because you really want to do good. It's because you have a fear of failure. Yeah. And that's what's stopping you. He goes, no, that's what made me a good sermon or a good uh, surgeon. surgeon. A good brain digger. <laughs> and she says... But that's, that's the biggest lesson you need to learn is it's not about you until you realize that you're never going to be as good as you can be. So it, to me, it wasn't, oh, we want you to change. We just want your motivation to change it's now, to not selfishness. Let me tell you what I would be really, we need to move on to rating, but what we I do, what I want to talk about real briefly is actually the logic jump that we have to make from the end of this movie to the post credits as into Dr. Strange in Ragnarok, because it can't be that long. But Doctor Strange is now aware of Odin and knows where he is and knows his location. And Odin trusts him by telling him this. And Doctor Strange yep. is now really seems to have stepped into Sorcerer Supreme. And I mean Supreme as in it's got all the toppings. And one of those <laughs> toppings is olives on this bad boy. Magic, everything. So you're like saying he, like we don't know how much time it passed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I do want to point out, they show the passing of time by the graying of his burns. Mm-hmm. Do they really? Yeah, he gets the gray. He gets the silver on the side. He doesn't have it at I the beginning. I thought he had that at the beginning. Uh-huh. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Anyway, I-, I agree though. That's something that's weird to me. It's like he, in this post credit scene, which is also the first time we see Doctor Strange in Ragnarok, he's like, oh, my name is Doctor Strange. I protect Strange. the earth from Strange. cosmic entities who might mean us harm. And your brother Loki is one of those. It's like, no, you don't, dude. You live in this. You do big, now, maybe. You do now. You live in this big house in New York City that a magic wizard gave you. Again, the only problem with this is, is we don't know how much time yeah. has passed. Because that, that can make in perfect a, sense. In a movie about the manipulation and passage of time. Maybe it's only been a day, but he just like fast forwarded <laughs> time until he was the best at everything. Dog, again. I want to talk about the apple because it's the dopest thing in the whole world. Forbidden fruit, maybe? Yes, but it is so cool when he rewinds and fast forwards the apple. Here's my question. It's unbelievable. What happens if he rewinds past when it's whole? That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see it shrink and like turn back into a seed. Here's what I wanted to know. Uh, the apple, it kind of like disintegrated, you know, yeah. and, but there were chunks taken out of it. So who was eating the apple? I think there were the bites he was going to take. The fast forward into the future, the bites he was going to take. So he was going to eat the apple. He had, he was already eating. He, t- he takes a bite before he does it. It's his apple. So that's what Wong is talking about when he says you're going to mess up the space time. Exactly. Like if you fast forward and take a bite that you weren't going to take, is that what messes is up? Is that a new timeline? Is that a butterfly effect? Yeah. Oh, we gonna uh, have an evil and I love Strange? I love timeline stuff, and so I hope they get into that later. But yeah, no, I just all I wanted to talk about was how dope the apple effect is. Exactly. Yeah. So love that. Anyway, should we rate this thing? Let's rate it. Let's rate it. Let's talk about our rate. If, before I do that, sorry. Anything else? I don't think. I so. did forget to super dump last week. So did I super pump and super dump? I think so. Did you see Robert? I did. Did you see Robert? I did. We super up. Okay. So let's talk about our rating system. We here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have come up with the perfect thing. You know what it is? It's the scientific cinema scale TM. It's flawless. And here it is. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy that poster. Next best thing we could ever say about a movie, buy it. Spend your money, your dollars, your bucks. The next best thing we could ever say about a movie is rent it. Spend a couple of bucks, watch it once, watch it twice in the rental period. You know how it goes. The next best thing we could ever say about a movie is stream it. Don't spend extra bucks, but if your bucks are already going towards a streaming service, might as well use those bucks. Which, by the way, this is on a streaming service. It's on Netflix for free, so check it out. Uh, The next best and second worst thing that we could ever say about a movie is forget it. You're better off if you just pretend that this movie does not exist. And lastly, the worst thing that we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. So, it's time to rate Doctor Strange. Anybody dying to go first? I'll go first. All right. This movie for me is a pretty easy rent it. It's very good while you're watching it. But if you step back and look at it, there might be enough problems for you to go. You know what? I'm glad I watched it once. I don't know that it's something I want to keep watching. 
Or there might be enough fun moments where you go, I'm glad I watched it once. Let me watch it twice. But I think your safest monetary investment in this movie is in the form of a rental. Fair. Just looking out for your wallets. Chunk (laughs) Nash. Fair. Yeah. Um, I actually give this movie, and I'm shocked by the difference in our ratings here. I actually give this movie a high stream it. Uh, it was almost a rental for me, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it's a high stream it number one. Cause you already can. <laughs> it's so easy. It's, it's already there on Netflix for you, but also because in the grand scheme of things, this is, this is not one that, uh, just gets me going quite like the other movies in the MCU, but I, I do thoroughly enjoy it. And I definitely think it's worth a watch, but uh, if you've already seen all these movies and you're not just watching through for the first time to get background story, then I wouldn't even say that this would be high up on my list of priorities for one to really hit. So for me, it's a pretty easy high stream. Uh, I think this movie is very overlooked and forgotten about. I mean, the average person you're like Marvel, no one's like Dr. Strange, right? <laughs> it's very overlooked. And I don't like that because I love this movie. I'm giving it a high buy it. Really? I love this movie. I can't get enough of it. In fact, I like it better than one movie that I've given Own It, Don't Let It Buy That Poster. I don't think it's a better movie, but I like, I enjoy watching it more. Than? Winter Soldier. What? What? Yep. You heard it here first. I like this movie better than Winter Soldier. You're crazy. I don't think it's better. I, I don't think it's this. a better better made movie. I don't like this. But I, if you gave me both of those movies and said, which one do you want to watch? I want to watch Doctor Strange. Not a chance. I cannot me, comprehend the reality you just in said which you crazy live. thing. Yep. Uh, I, I, love, I love how much... <laughs> I love how different it is. It is I love the story arc. It doesn't feel like anything we've seen in the past. Um, and it's just a fun watch for me. Yeah, it is. Buy it. I agree with that. Not the See, buy I feel like this movie is so tricky to rate though, because it's one of those ones that it's like, you have to watch this or you're going to be so confused. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. when you're watching Ragnarok, you're like, whoa, who is this wizard guy in the dishwashing gloves? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, and that's, why, that's why I'm trying to base my ratings not on if you've never seen these movies, because in in that case, watch all of them. Obviously what I'm trying to rate them on is just on a scale of like, what do I think they're worth to myself? Yeah. And for me, it's a rent it. And that's all we can ask of you. And we're, I mean, we've been meaning to tell you, David and I, we're so proud of you. Like you've grown into such a a great young man. Thank you so much. And we're so excited to see all the podcasts you do in the future. Thank you. Um, Yeah. But I, I think I agree. It's super important. Like, if you go to watch Infinity War and you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> Orange spark portals. What? Excuse me? Yeah, it's going to get yeah. to be too crazy. Um, that might be our, our widest spread. Yeah, yeah, for sure it has. That's been. crazy. That's yep. nice. Is this our most divisive movie? I think so. I mean, except <laughs> for Suicide Squad, because that's I feel that that's a masterpiece. What would you give Suicide Squad? Oh, no, don't. <laughs> no way. What'd you give? No it? way. Give I it? think I gave it a God hath forsaken us. No, you did. I don't think no, you, you did. did. You gave it like a stream it or rent it. I'm oh pretty sure gosh. you gave it a stream it. I have regretted that every day of my life because <laughs> that's that, my job. That movie is, well, we have a whole episode about it. I don't have to yeah, talk no, about it. Let's talk it. about no. it again. <laughs> Roll tape. <laughs> no, what we do need to talk about are shout outs. <laughs> We want to give a beautiful, huge, strange shout out to our boy Brady Ryan. Brady, thank you so much for shouting us out. Thanks, man. Hey, we appreciate it. If you listen to this show, please, for the love of all things good, shout us out on social media. Your name could be here. We could we could give you a strange shout out. We don't pay to advertise this show because that would be ludicrous. <laughs> We're not big enough to justify that. <laughs> so the only advertising we get is free advertising. But I promise you this. If you post about our show, the next time I see you, I will hug you. If you post about our show, we'll say your name so loud into these microphones next I will week. Scream your name into the, if you okay, here's the deal. If you post about our show, the three of us will scream your name as loud as we can to shout you out for the podcast next week. One letter at a time. <laughs> I, I hope that. I hope you have a short name. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to you, Joe. <laughs> J-O. If there's anybody named like 
TJ out there who's listening to us. Or like there a, probably actually is. Like a two-letter <laughs> name. We're all about that because we will scream your name one letter at a time next week. I'm not doing the one letter at a time thing, but I'll scream your name. Jordan will not be here next week and when we record our podcast. Adam, our sound guy, is going to have the worst time editing he the audio. Sure is. It's going to be great. We also do want to give a shout out to Adam Stout. Yeah, you're he, just, a, just a good old classic style amigo and we appreciate it. Tony gets paid in breakfast tacos. He so. does. Still shows up. That's how good the tacos are. (laughs) But next week, we uh, are going to actually double up because we're that passionate about the MCU (laughs) and because we miscounted on our calendar and we are one week behind schedule. This is not a math cast. This is a movie cast. Oops. So next week, you can expect two movies. But we won't tell you what they are. You You have to find out. One of them is Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and that one will be coming out first. And the next one is... Spider-Man Homecoming. Was I not supposed to say that? I was going to say a surprise. It's a surprise. We'll we'll censor that. It's a Spider-Prize-Man Homecoming. (laughs) Well, that's it. Sure is. You know it. And for two chunks and one hunk, see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.